What a twist. I'm but I'm invested. He was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Did she just say the name Ultron? Has that happened before? A reference to our reality? No, never. Hello, Popheads! Welcome to issue 136 of the TomCast Podcast, coming to you from an undisclosed location in Westview, New Jersey. My name is Tom. Thank you for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on the social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Please make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing the show on all of your favorite platforms. Those include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many, many more. And if you're on that Apple Podcast, on that Apple iTunes, I don't even know what they call it anymore. Is it Apple Podcast? I think it's Apple Podcast. Uh, if you're on that, if you can, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They go a long way to spreading the word about the good show that we are making over here and the entertainment we are providing for all of your hard-earned money. It's a free show. You get the joke. But there are some members of this listening audience who are helping keep the show afloat and keeping the lights on, and I cannot thank them enough. They are the official members of Pophead Nation. And if you would like to be one, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can join Pophead Nation and gain access to the amazing, the unrelenting, the bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the... Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of APOC, Jeff Nail. He's a co-host on The Ringing Air, a fantastic music podcast. And uh, he's also an occasional guest on this podcast, so hopefully you like Jeff. <laughs> Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing, right here in San Diego. Thank you all so much for being awesome also, members of Pophead Nation, I hope you are digging your bonus content. Uh, you have a scathing review of Batman Three Jokers headed your way very, very soon. And when I say scathing, ooh, it's going to be so scathing. Get ready for the good times. All right, we are back for a new episode of the show. So much news to discuss, uh, but... That the news is going to be kind of secondary. I mean, we're going to take up talk about it first, but it's kind of secondary. The the the, the crux of this episode, the, the reason why we're here, is 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 for the long overdue uh, discussion on the first four episodes of WandaVision, Marvel Studios WandaVision, airing on Disney Plus, airing streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, the first, like I said, the first four episodes are out now, and uh, we sort of intentionally waited for the, for for a. Well, we, we intentionally waited for a couple reasons. Because uh, the first couple of episodes of that show, I didn't feel would be the best to review. So we had to wait for uh, the, the mystery box to sort of begin to present itself a little bit more fully. You know, we kind of get a little peek inside that mystery box that is season one of WandaVision. And uh, now that we've gotten to this fourth episode, uh, yeah, now it's, time, now it's time to get the discussion going. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun because from apparently from here on out, Every episode of One Division is going to be 
whoa, whoa, hey, hey, bonkers crazy, which I cannot wait for. I'm really excited about that. That is the kind of good time, fun, fun, fun that we want with the WandaVision show. Joining me today will be our good friend, our our, our, our calming influence, our steadying force. He is Roger Smith, a.k.a. Jedi Raj. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're giving him a follow, too, while you're, while you're following us, because uh, he's a good dude, and uh, we can't wait to talk about it. And I... I think I need to open the show up, and and I, I can't remember did, did did I let Roger give a review of Wonder Woman eighty four last time he was on? <laughs> I don't remember honestly, so uh, we we may be doing that at the very very beginning. Sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Here we go. Make it so. All right, hey, here he is back via Skype, the Skypes as we call it here on the show. <laughs> Roger Smith, aka Jedi Raj. At Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, how are you, good sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just chilling. You ready to do some serious pod in today? Oh, yeah. I've been born ready. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone knows this is like the most serious of serious pods. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what yeah. we're known for. I mean, we make the true crime pods weep. That's how <laughs> That's how serious this, this show is. Nice. <laughs> well, we have to start with a, a uh, an oversight on my part. I, I think I meant to ask you this last time you were on the show, uh, uh-huh. but as is known to happen on the show, uh, uh, the the wheels quickly fell off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Let's get your opinion on uh, on, on a movie that uh, many of us have already decided to never talk about ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's do it for you, anyways, because you this is a platform for you, my friend. All right. What was your opinion of Wonder Woman 1984? You know, it wasn't amazing. <laughs> it wasn't great. It was it was fine, I guess. I you know, after as good as the first one was, it was kind of a letdown to see how much this one wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were all expecting, especially with all this extra time they had to work on it that this one was going to be nice and polished and looking good and everything. But I don't know. It just kind of felt lackluster and they kind of went with a weird direction with, uh, with the storyline. So that's, that's the nicest review I've seen in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't hate it. There were some entertaining parts, but it was just, it's not what I wanted I, I I understand, and uh, I you know I'm not going to go too much into it again because uh, uh, any listener out there who wants to know my thoughts, we 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 have a special review episode of the show. But but since Roger's like my main man, we had we had to get his two cents on this because uh, not only are you like the main dude on the show, you are also like a DC comics enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the, my uh, I guess my preferred side for the most part. But uh... careful, that can get you hurt these days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really can. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we don't need we don't need people taking sides on. There's there's enough there's enough division in this country already. We don't need to go in Marvel versus DC again. I I, <laughs> I lived through that in the '90s. That was enough. Yeah, yeah, I think we can live with both. <laughs> well, since since we're kind of talking about about DC news and and let, let let's be honest, like the main the main reason we're here is to talk about WandaVision, and and we'll get to that. But there is some new stuff to talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so let's start with like the big news. That I think it was announced late last week, uh, and and we had mentioned that this project was moving forward, uh, and now we have a casting announcement for Netflix, the Netflix uh, adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. The Sandman TV series is going to happen. Yeah, 
I'm I'm really excited about this. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty fun. Like I said, you know, I'd never really uh, got into the Sandman storylines. It's it's one of them that I definitely have on my to read list. But you know, I'm kind of excited to see that this is going to come out and maybe just provide a easier way for me to you know entry point into it. I definitely think if you get the opportunity uh, to to read it at least the first volume ahead of time. Yeah, I think that's a, a wonderful way to get to get yourself introduced to the, the kind of like the world that you're going to see on the show. Sure. Uh, and because because Neil Gaiman is such a wonderful writer, uh, I I think the words will be magic to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally believe it will be. Yeah, uh, the the cast includes uh, uh, Tom Sturridge as Morpheus, uh, not that Morpheus for all you <laughs> Matrix fans. <laughs> uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Boyd Holbrook, our our favorite Boyd Holbrook from our favorite Predator movie of all time. I say that dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> He'll be in this. Charles Dance from Lord of the Rings, or Lord of the Rings from Game of Thrones, will be in this. It's a really wonderful cast uh, from from these uh, this initial casting announcement. Uh, again, I'm really excited. This is a, a comic book that um, I have been meaning to revisit for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, this book came out in the in the '90s, Raj. I know. I know. You, back then. I know you were still a young pup in the in the in the in the early to mid '90s when this book was going on. Uh, yeah. But it was quite the uh, quite the um, that's the good way to put this. It's sort of like the comic book that like the really cool kids were into, you know? Because mm, I see it was more grown up, more mature. There was like some more adult themes in it, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was the book that like for the longest time. Especially as a, as a as a young teenager in my early teens, uh, you yeah, know, like thirteen, fourteen, I was like, I'm I'm not smart enough to read this book. Mm, I see. <laughs> but uh, but no no no. But it turns out I was actually I was actually just way wrong. I was just kind of sort of intimidated by the aspect of of reading a more mature comic book as opposed to you know just reading some some. X-Men, Wolverine books, you know, schnicked. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can see how it would be kind of uh, intimidating up front, but that's cool that you uh, got into it, yeah, despite it. I did. It, it, it was a little bit later. It, I actually sort of got into it um, when I got into Preacher, actually. I, oh, okay, so around that time. Yeah, Preacher came out a few years after Sandman was going on. Like, Sandman was kind of towards the end of its run. Uh, Sandman lasted about, uh, I think, 75 issues. And uh, it was coming towards the end of its run when, when Preacher launched. And I, so I was a little bit older. I think I was like 15 or 16 when, when Preacher launched. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can read Vertigo books. Vertigo books are not like like some kind of like high literature, you know? It's not like reading like uh, Canterbury <laughs> Tales or anything. Yeah, sure. So so I, I sort of – like Preacher was sort of like the gateway in, into all of Vertigo. And it was from there that I was able to kind of explore Constantine and Swamp Thing and, and, and those books. Uh, okay, yeah, that's definitely a good uh, entry point into all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and especially the Swamp Thing stuff too, because uh, you know, once the guys at the comic book store saw I was reading Swamp Thing, uh, it was it was like, oh, well, here, check out these Alan Moore Swamp Thing books. And I was like, ooh, these are, <laughs> nice. these are pretty. So yeah, I mean, it, it sort of led into. It, I you know honestly now that I think about it, like that it really sort of like led into like my my sort of DC Comics immersion for a long time. Huh. You know, I was very much the Marvel fanboy for a really long time. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I want to say about Sandman too, especially back in the nineties, uh, mm-hmm. again, this is an outdated. This is outdated information. I, I <laughs> people in twenty twenty one 
are gonna think like, if you if you're younger than I am, you'll be like, "What? That's crazy talk." And I'll be like, "You know what? You're probably right." But but <laughs> Sandman was also the comic book that girls read. Interesting. And it was like, ooh, if you want to talk to the girl in the comic book store, <laughs> maybe you should know what Sandman's about. Well, there you go. <laughs> It is just because those those uh, those '90s girls were just more sophisticated than I was. Yeah, well, you know, they probably still are. The... <laughs> probably. <laughs> but that that being said, Sandman is, is is an absolute gem of, of 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 writing and literature and beautiful art and and wonderful storytelling. So I highly encourage people. Maybe you won't go go pick up the comics, but I think the show's gonna be definitely worth watching. <laughs> nice. Maybe and maybe we can, we can trick Roger into reviewing the comic books at some point. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have to see if I can get my hands on them. Well, let me ask you about this real quick. Yeah. So DC Universe, the, the TV streaming service, is officially dead. Yeah. But did you keep it for the comic book reading aspect, or did you dump it? You know, I didn't renew. I mean, I hadn't renewed for a long time. I got the year thing, and then I'm just like, nope, I'm just not going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And I still had like a bunch of months left on my uh, on my subscription, or like, you know, of that period prior to rebuying it. So I was just kind of like sitting there waiting for it to die. But, you know, when I saw that the, uh, the Infinite was coming out, it wasn't really uh, that much better than what they already had. I think instead of 12 months, it was like a six-month waiting period. Before you could get the comics. Okay. Which is still kind of like, you know, arcs are over and done with, and then you're on to the next thing by that point. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, unless it was going to be like same day release subscription, I don't think, or maybe even a week, but like, it just didn't seem that worth it to me, you know? Because, I mean, it's like a subscription service for back comics. So you'll never be caught up with what's happening now, you know? Yeah, I think that was my takeaway from it too. When it, when I kind of looked at it, I was like, "Well, nah." <laughs> like I, I might have been persuaded if it was a week, yeah, maybe two yeah. weeks, and then I can read uh, the newer books. But uh, yeah, like like yeah, I think he said six months, and it's just like, Neh. yeah, yeah. Just I mean, the, the whole point of it is just that you know it's supposed to be convenient. But if you know you're waiting longer than it would to get the paper, it's like, well, then you might as well just get the paper because that then becomes more convenient, you know? Yeah. At least for the story's sake. I agree with that 100%. What about... Okay, so... Obviously, we, we talked about Wonder Woman. So you, you have gone to HBO Max. You at least have it for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of doing the monthly thing still. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's it's all right. Well, let's, going. let's ask you about this. Uh-huh. Are, are you going to stick around for Titans Season 3? <laughs> for HBO Max, I think I will just because there's some uh, other movies coming out pretty much like seemingly every month that I want to pick uh, check out. Well, we'll get to some of those movies in a minute, but uh, I'm, I'm curious how, yeah. you're, how you're feeling about Titans season three and, and the casting uh, that's been announced in the, in the past couple of weeks. You know, we're, we're getting Barbara Gordon. We're getting Tim Drake. Yeah. Are, are you pumped? Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I like who they uh, have cast uh, that I've seen so far. Uh, I mean, I'm not, like, blown away by it. I don't think it's, like, the greatest casting ever. But I think it's uh, everything looks pretty solid. I'm liking that they're adding those characters in. Um, you know, 
more bat family is always a plus to me. (laughs) So just to see that uh, Barbara and I think Tim Drake was rumored to be casted too. That's that's official. Yeah. Tim Drake will be in the show as well. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Batman. I mean, uh, people can say what they want, but I love Batman. (laughs) It's, it's sort of interesting in one sense because it's, you know, a lot of, you know, when, when Teen Titans became like a really popular book in the eighties, and and, uh-huh. and you know a lot a lot of that was propelled by by Dick Grayson's transformation from Robin to Nightwing. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of it had to do with him getting out from under Batman's you know shadow. Uh-huh. And it just feels like they're just bringing in more Batman characters, and he's like, I can't get away from any of these assholes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems to be like a running thing. He's just trying to get away, and one way or another, it's getting back into his life. So. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I will be checking out this show because it, uh, I will be, I will be sticking with my HBO Max subscription for at least the year because of all the amazing movies that are coming out on it. Oh yeah. So I will be. This will be my opportunity to get caught up on Titans. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very intrigued by the addition of Barbara Gordon and and Tim Drake. Tim Drake's my favorite Robin. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with 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 this. Uh-huh. Though. They've not done much with Tim Drake since the New Fifty Two. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place with uh, with Tim these days. But uh, you know, hopefully he comes back to normalcy one way or another. Well, there's a, there's a lot of characters that got the shaft with the New Fifty Two, and, and and Tim Drake's been definitely been one of them as he's been relegated to like the fourth tier Robin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of in a weird overshadowed time frame, mm-hmm. just due to the way that they basically truncated everything so then it's like well when did tim even have time to be robin you know <laughs> yeah he's like robin for six months or whatever before uh, damien shows up basically and i'm sure damien's around the corner if titans goes for season four right i mean <laughs> why not <laughs> let's just get all the robins on the show yeah it's part of the course now yeah i mean i don't know uh uh our 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 uh, our friend uh, Reagan, an occasional guest and, and the, the the host of the Co is G podcast, uh, he's been watching Titans on HBO Max and he's really enjoying it. So I, yeah. I, I think he's coming over to your side of the fence for sure as a, as a Titans supporter. Nice. So that's yeah, that's yeah. Guys. After you give it a chance, it's it's easier to uh, to see where they're going with it. You know, you just gotta accept the camp and the uh, you know <laughs> grimdark, and uh, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's such a weird thing to say. That's such a weird the camp and the grim dark. It's like, wait, how yeah. do, how do those work together? <laughs> you know, they try. They try real hard. <laughs> well, you're our Titans authority, but hopefully, we'll be in a position this year when, when season three debuts that we'll both be watching it and we can both talk about it, uh, relatively informed. <laughs> yeah, like maybe after you uh, watch it through, we can kind of do a recap as that comes up. Yeah, we may we may have to. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, gosh, it should be easy enough to do, right? Yeah, shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Uh, let's let's um, let's let's transition to movies real quick. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about the trailer that rocked the world. Uh, <laughs> I think it was about about two weekends ago now that it it dropped on Sunday during the NFL playoffs and uh-huh. and, and quickly lit the world on fire. <laughs> and that would be Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it looks Come amazing. <laughs> and like the trailer's everything I, I wanted. I mean, it's just like, oh, they're just going to pound each other into the pavement and I'm going to love every <laughs> second of it. Yep. 
uh, yeah, I was beyond excited for this trailer. I love this trailer. I get so geeked out every time I watch it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I swear. I must have watched it like three times. It was like, oh, I missed this the first time. Oh, I missed that. Oh, this is so amazing. He's doing this now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what are your what are your takeaways from this from the story angle uh, that you know the little bits of the story that we were able to kind of glean from the trailer? Well, you know, it's actually kind of going a different direction than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't think that they would kind of make it where like Kong is like trying to help the girl, the little girl, or whatever. Like that kind of came out of left field, but I guess we'll see what happened there because it, it didn't seem like. You know, he really cared much about communicating with the with the Islanders up until that point. So I I don't know what they're going to be talking about there, but I mean everything else looks real interesting. I mean I I had nothing to complain about. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's I mean it's definitely interesting in that. I mean, how do I want? I, I don't even know how to kind of talk about it necessarily because I mean the last time we you know Kong Skull Island is a movie that we've talked about. In, in glowing terms on this podcast, I was a yeah. huge fan of that movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it, it, you know, it was like what? It was set in like the early seventies. Yeah. So I mean, Kong's just been kind of chilling on an island, and it looks like we're getting a whole new cast uh -huh. uh, of, of you know kind of Kong supporters, <laughs> and they're going to interact with the Godzilla supporters from uh -huh. from King of Monsters. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with all that, though. It, it's interesting to. Uh, 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 kind of try and glean the the <laughs> connections and the relationships because you know the Godzilla supporters are like these these kind of like observers who who see that Godzilla, at least in King of Monsters, wasn't there to harm them. He was there to help them in his Godzilla way. Uh -huh. um, but the Kong supporters are are like very much uh, I don't know more connected because I guess Kong is more humanistic in a lot of senses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I what I picked up from it too. And I was wondering that angle because you know, I hadn't I haven't seen uh, King of the Monsters yet, and that's one that I really want to watch. But um, definitely, it seemed like there was going to be like kind of warring human factions in a way, or at mm -hmm. least ideologies. Like this was all kind of brought about probably by the people that think Godzilla was bad, and you know they want to bring in something to fight it. I don't know. It's it's gonna be crazy. I I just I can't wait to see what they do with the story. Yeah. Uh. I for the record, I did I did like uh, King of Monsters. I thought it was good, and it was definitely yeah. an improvement from the the first one from from a few years prior. Um. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't like the, the 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 quite the raucous ride I wanted it to be. Like the way yeah. got like the way Kong Skull Island was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a a Kong Skull Island has an amazing cast, which is just fun to watch. This is true. They they make up like seventy five percent of that. Yeah, but but Kong is just badass in, in that movie too, and you're like you get excited rooting for him to just slug dudes in the face or other <laughs> not dudes, but I mean other monsters. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So no, I'm I'm definitely excited. I mean that movie's gonna be coming to HBO Max uh, yep. in March, the end of March, I believe. Yep. So I, I mean we're right there. <laughs> it's so close already. It's so close already. So I mean, we'll definitely be talking about that show once, or that movie once it drops on HBO Max, because uh, you and I are just really excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely gonna do a watch through of everything up to that prior to. So yeah, you know, we'll have to go on HBO Max and and, and see. But I I kind of wonder if the other if the previous Godzilla and Kong movies are available to watch, just kind of to get people hyped. 
Yeah, I'd have to look into it. Uh, definitely, they should be, right? I hope think? so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I watched King of the Monsters via via HBO prior to HBO Max, like on HBO Go or Now or whatever the hell it was. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was on HBO at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Kong before, and definitely King of the Monsters was on there as one of the early, like, big things that they had on their platform exclusively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be really exciting. I, like I said, that trailer is just, I mean, like the, the last minute or so of that trailer is just freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's just, <laughs> yep. it's, it's so good. I could, it's what I, it, it's, it, it makes me laugh because I was like, I was giddy with that excitement. Yeah, no, for sure. I was just, ah, uh, dude, just everything in that scene, just the little fighting that we get to see just looks amazing. Yeah, and and I, I don't know uh, what song it was they chose for the for the for the trailer, but it it fit pretty darn well with what they were doing <laughs> in that trailer. And I was like, man, I'm so geeked out for this freaking movie to come out. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm excited. It's gonna be great. Oh man, oh man. All right, well let, let, let's let's downshift a little bit from our high octane Godzilla versus Kong movie <laughs> to a, to a monster of another sort. Yes. We have to go back in time a little bit, Raj. Okay. So so buckle up, okay? <laughs> All right, lock it in. Back in 2008, that was the year that a little movie called Cloverfield, Cloverfield, excuse me, made its way to the theaters, brought to us mm-hmm. by, by J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves and, and, a, and a, uh, uh, Drew Goddard, I believe, was the other uh, writer involved. Cool. And uh, I, uh, how much are you in, invested in the Cloverfield universe? Um... You know, I've seen uh, the original, obviously, and then uh, I watched Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I kind of, well, I mean, as much as you can understand what's going on, I'm familiar with it. You know? <laughs> I, I never saw the, the Cloverfield Lane one, um, that one I missed. But I think, yeah, I think those are the only the only thing that I'm missing from it. Well, I, I haven't watched the other two Cloverfield adjacent films uh, okay. because I never understood why they didn't just make a actual sequel to Cloverfield. Yeah, it's it's kind of this weird disjointed uh, connected universe thing where it's kind of like yeah they're they're in the same universe but like they don't relate to each other in any way. <laughs> right. Well, so my complaint has been, apparently been addressed because there is a new direct sequel to 2008's Cloverfield coming soon. Oh, okay. So maybe it'll explain all the weird stuff going on. <laughs> Probably. I, I would not be surprised if in some way it, it does end up connecting all of these other adjacent films involved. Um, <laughs> but that does mean that, oh, hey, maybe I should watch those other movies now. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, from what I remember, it, it wasn't very memorable. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it was bad, because I would have remembered it, but I don't remember much of what happened, so it wasn't great either. Oh, excuse me, I was taking a sip there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think you're right. But I'm definitely more interested in now that it is going to be a more direct sequel, like picking up up after the first film. Uh, from, From everything we've heard so far, it won't be found footage again. It'll actually okay. be like a, a, a true cinematic experience. Okay, I see. So, so maybe they've learned something uh, from 
the Godzilla and Kong movies that have been gracing the screen. They're like, hey, maybe you just show the freaking monster a lot more and people are pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah, that definitely would be one way to go. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing Cloverfield in theaters in 2008 with a bunch of my friends. I'm pretty sure it was right before, right before we moved back to San Diego. Okay. And that whole found footage Steadicam thing was wearing me out. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we had a lot of that stuff before, but like, it's just, it's so shaky. Uh, yeah. It was sort of a jarring, I mean, we had fun watching the movie and I, d- I did enjoy it, but uh-huh. sometimes as an audience member, you're just like, I'm, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> it's like yeah, watching, no, definitely. I could see that. It's like watching those damn Transformers movies and being like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. It's just like weird robot animation porn and i don't know what's happening yeah there's like one or two good transformations and every other time it's just like flying metal pieces in random directions (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like wait which two transformers are fighting now because i can't tell who's who (laughs) well anyways i mean that's that's the hey it's happening yeah well that's something it's something all right so let's transition to uh, and kind of build towards the, the, the main reason why we're here today. Let's talk yeah. about the Marvel Universe, because anytime we're talking about the Marvel Universe, I'm instantly happy. <laughs> this is true. So I sent you a couple links. I hope you got to look at them. Yeah, yeah, look through them. Excellent news, because uh, they ha- the, the, some new pictures have come forward. Oh, yeah. And and it's happening. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you how happy I am. Uh, it, uh, it revealed today in, in, in set photos... From the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, we're getting Baron Zemo in his beautiful, majestic, purple ski mask majesty. <laughs> I'm so excited about this, Roger. I, don't, I can't even tell you how happy I am that Zemo is wearing the purple ski mask. That's funny. Was it that uh, that important in the story? Well, in the comics, he's horribly disfigured. Ah, Okay. I you know, see. So he's he's kind of a, a bit Doctor Doom esque in a sense. Okay. Uh, and there's I think there's also another origin where like uh, uh it's actually like glued to his face or something. But I, I think they got rid of that one, and he's just he's just disfigured. So that's why. Uh, he, okay. Uh, that's why he just covers himself with this, with this again beautiful majestic purple ski mask. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I like I said I am beyond excited. I, I, this, the, I mean, this instantly makes me hope that they will do a Thunderbolts adaptation at some point with Daniel <laughs> Bruhl as Baron Zemo. Because, huh. I mean, listen, the Masters of Evil are great and everything. And if they get the Masters of Evil and then go to Thunderbolts, even more, like, get me into that, give me more of the deep nerd cuts. Oh, man. You think they ever would? I mean, why not? <laughs> Eventually down the road, they're just going to be like, all right. These ones are popular. Let's do these. Yeah, I mean, now the, listen. That that was the big takeaway for me was was seeing Zemo with the with the his his more traditional comic book look. <laughs> but I was also really excited uh, that we got our first glimpse, our first official. Well, not official. Our first like uh, not shot from somebody's iPhone from forty feet away. Look at at uh, at the U.S. agent's costume as well. Oh yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I, I really like how the uh, kind of the concept art makes them look. Uh, you kind of get a little more detail on everything that we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, obviously reminiscent of Captain America, but different enough. 
and and uh, uh, I believe it's uh, it's Wyatt um, Wyatt uh, 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 Jesus Wyatt Russell who's playing. I kept wanting to say Wyatt Earp. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son, who's, who's yeah. playing. He's playing uh, uh, John Walker, aka the U.S. agent. Uh-huh. And oh man, I'm I'm so ready for this show. <laughs> and it's it's sort of good timing because or great timing in a, in a couple of senses because over the weekend I watched uh, I watched Winter Soldier for the yeah. forty billionth time, but oh man, <laughs> and I almost started and I almost started Civil War, but I was like, oh, it's two in the morning, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> it's an easy rabbit hole to fall down. Yeah, you know, I I love I think the Captain America movies are, are probably my favorite of of the. Um, I guess solo adventure movies. I'm, I'm not going to count a, of the Avengers films because I mean those are just yeah. so epic. Uh, sure. But I, I love Winter Soldier. I love Civil War, and and the first Cap is great too. I love all three of those flicks. Those all three of those flicks. Yeah, I think that's that's the same order for me. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> really good. Yeah, but uh, the, the so yeah, I mean it's a bit of a bummer. We we got this, these uh, images spoiled from some from some tops cards that were released on the internet or leaked on the internet. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> normally i don't i don't care for spoilers but this is the one that makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i had no idea so that's really cool that they're kind of bringing a old comic book thing back you know yeah definitely and like like i said i mean m- you know maybe we get to the point where zemo forms masters of evil and, and maybe we get to the point where zemo tries to fool the world into thinking the masters of evil are superheroes and we do like a thunderbolts thing i mean who's who's to say really what's going on the the whole marvel cinematic universe is kind of like being shaken up right now <laughs> yeah definitely is so there, there's a lot of uh opportunity for some some really crazy unique things to happen we'll, we'll, we'll see this this whole disney plus thing is is gonna let let the show let the let the universe expand in all kinds of crazy new ways yeah, that that would really be cool. I sure hope so. And then uh, uh, <laughs> the, the a little bit of news that just came out not too long before we started recording was that Disney and Ryan Coogler are working mm-hmm. on a what's being called just a, a Wakanda series. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. What? I'm excited for that because I think I think Coogler has has brought a great vision to Wakanda. Uh huh. Obviously, Black Panther is a great movie. Yeah. But we don't know anything other than Wakanda. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that, you know we we get a little bit of the lore built up, but they, it just felt like there was so much more beneath the surface. You know. What do you want this show to be? Let's see. I mean, obviously. It seems like they're keeping with not making any prequels other than, you know, the unreleased <laughs> Black Widow. But in terms of shows, it seemed like everything in that direction is kind of going towards, you know, current timeline. So I don't know. I, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like a, uh, like basically Wakanda after, you know, the the battle with the aliens you know mm-hmm. you're just kind of like yeah maybe maybe we need like a, some sort of defense force or something or you know because they're the ones with all the sick technology and uh and fun vibranium so the fun vibranium <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be the name of an episode hey oh that'd be fun <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned mentioned you know how Marvel sort of stayed away from doing doing prequel stuff, uh-huh. but it it I I kind of sort of wouldn't be mad if that's what this was in 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 a, in a sense like sort uh-huh. of like like the rise of Wakanda, and and why they made the choices they made to kind of keep their society secret. Yeah, and and how like sometimes people do find out about Wakanda and 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 you know like like uh, with um. I keep wanting to say King. I know it's not right with uh, <laughs> with Claw, uh-huh. you know, finding out and trying to be, like steal from them and pilfer vibranium from them and stuff like that. Yeah, it, 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 I I sort of thought it might be interesting to see a again. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Lord of the, I don't know if Game of Thrones is the right analogy I want to make, but like this sort of like big empire building show. Yeah, because we have all the different clans. We we meet all those different clans in the movie. Uh-huh. It might be kind of nice, interesting to see how they kind of come together and unite, and and they're, I don't know, and, and make this this amazing future tech nation. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool to see, like you know, how the all of the uh, the kind of I guess it was more or less like a piece, but then like little tournament for uh, to decide the new king mm-hmm. uh, how that kind of stuff just all became tradition and yeah i, I think that definitely going a, a prequel route would be cool um but you know that that seems like a maybe an obvious route to take so it makes me think that maybe they're going to try something else no and 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 you know marvel marvel always has an angle that i you know i, I maybe hadn't quite considered and sure. i think your route also makes a lot of sense too as we just sort of build and explore uh, Wakanda post uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, uh-huh. I think that makes a lot of sense too. So it could go a, a ton of different directions, uh, and I know that uh, I'll be along for the ride no matter what. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm I'm very excited about that show. I think it has a lot of potential, uh, a lot of potential for coolness. <laughs> and you know, I mean, again, we don't know what's going to happen in Black Panther two. It could have more to do with aftermath. Of Black Panther two, even. sure, yeah. So who who's to say at this point? But but more more Disney Plus stuff is fine by me. I'm okay with all of it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh man! All right, all right. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, just a little side note here: uh, Michael B. Jordan has come out and said that he would not mind coming back to the Black Panther, aka the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in some form or another. So who's to say? Yeah, at this point, we never know. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're there. I think we're ready to get into the meat of, the, of this meat pie of a podcast. All right. <laughs> We've been nibbling on the crust. Now we're ready to dive in. What do we got? Let's talk WandaVision. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What did you think? Let, let's kind of let's kind of pull it back a little bit. What did you think of those first three episodes that were, uh, uh, you know, very uh, sitcom based, the 50s, the 60s and the 70s? Uh, You know, it was definitely a decision. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I didn't hate them. I didn't dislike them at all. I thought they were great. I thought they were, you know, kind of fun little looks at that period of time. Um, Definitely not what I was expecting. Mm hmm. Definitely, uh, in my opinion, could have been truncated a little bit um, to make, you know, the fourth episode, the third episode, maybe. Okay. 
Uh, and I think they got away with it, you know, just because they're Marvel and we're starved for Marvel right now. <laughs> so it's, they were almost like, yeah, we could probably uh, do these uh, fun little trounces through time. But uh, I think I don't think any other show would have risked that slow of a start for sure. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like you said, I mean, it, it was I think it was a, I, I agree. It was a slow start. Um, but I think Marvel earned that start in a lot of senses because like you know we've been so invested sure that i'm okay i'm okay if they want to want to do a bit of a slow burn at the the beginning um though it was it it was definitely pushing it for me yeah uh you know i'm glad the episodes were 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 right around that 30 ish minute mark you know 27 28 or whatever it was Uh uh because i i could kind of feel myself getting a little worn out from like the you know we had the Dick Van Dyke vibe in the first episode and the yeah. Jewish vibe in the second episode uh-huh. and then kind of like a, like a Brady Bunchish sort of thing in the third one but by the sure. but, 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 but by the third one yeah we were seeing cracks in in the in the in this uh, sitcom reality yeah so by the third one I was I was way more into it the second one was 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 kind of like the, the the one where it's like I need to know a little bit more or else I'm gonna kind of lose my mind soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I said you know I thought that the first and se- first and second episode could have been kind of merged into one, and then you know by the time you know you get enough hints throughout one and two that could have justified kind of piquing your interest in one episode, Mm -hmm. but I felt that they were spread out so much. Like, I think you learn two things in each episode that are kind of weird and that's about it. And then finally, once you get to three, you start seeing a lot more weird stuff happening. Yeah. Well, and I think that was, was the, the really good part of the the decision to, to to put those first two episodes out together because they were sort of like the, I think if they drew that out over two weeks, it would have been a lot more negative feedback than what they got from the first two episodes together. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, there, there was some backlash and we should, we should acknowledge that as people were like, you know, what is this that we're watching? What's happening? You know, just tell us what's going on. You know, <laughs> a, a lot of, a lot of the criticisms ba- were based around uh, being kind of impatient. Uh-huh. And you know, I, to an extent I, I do understand. Yeah. But I, I do think Marvel had earned our trust as far as a, a slower developing plot. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not like Marvel has necessarily invested 100% in, the, in like a mystery box kind of program. This is the first yeah. time they're really kind of playing with that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's kind of kind of where they were at that. And that's why I think it was it was definitely a decision that only they could make, you mm-hmm. know, because no one else would stick around if they weren't as invested as we are into Marvel already. Yeah, I, I, I think the thing I'm, I'm curious about is if, if someone hasn't watched anything with, with, with Wanda... Or, or vision would they still be watching the show or not i, I guess that's kind of like where i want to know is, is are, are, are like new audiences digging the show or do you have to have been invested from the beginning yeah that is interesting because i feel like a lot of the cool things about the show or the references is that it makes to the past other than that it's just kind of like an average show you know yes yeah yeah for, for sure and, you know and, and like we like like we were saying uh, with epi- with episode three, you know that that's when the real big cracks start to show, and then we start to connect a lot of the dots. Uh, yeah, you know we still don't see the full picture, 
but we are uh-huh. we're at least connecting dots by the end of episode three. You know, uh, as 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 Geraldine, uh, uh, you know, drops Ultron's name. <laughs> yeah, and and then Wanda goes like real dark. <laughs> you know, she's yeah, she wasn't a fan of that one, was she? No, and she's talking about Pietro, who we haven't seen since Age of Ultron, and you know, then. And that's when Geraldine says Ultron, and that's that's kind of our first reality check in, in a lot of yep. senses. Like, oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> and then at the same time, you're seeing Vision outside, and the neighbors are kind of talking about how different the Geraldine character is. But before that, we saw the neighbor; he was like uh, using the head strippers into his cinder blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so like things aren't quite jiving. Uh, uh, you know, the Vision seeing things as well. It's not just. The, the, that you know that moment at the end of the first episode with the beekeeper coming out of the sewer and and, and stuff yeah. like that, like, yeah. And then obviously the, the 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 well, okay, that's episode four. We haven't gotten to episode four yet, but yeah. So <laughs> so by the end of episode three, I I feel like we're getting in enough to sustain, yeah. to sustain us. Yeah, definitely. By the end of three, I was like, all right, I'm kind of curious. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but but I do. I think it was episode four, which is the one where like, oh, now I'm now I'm uh, the yeah, we're in because it, yeah. it 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 pauses from the sitcom world that we've seen for three episodes and puts us into the MCU proper. Yep, and we catch up with characters, some who we know, some who we don't. Uh, but most importantly, they 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 drop us back in. Uh, the biggest moment in the cinematic history, which is which is uh, the reverse snap, you know. Yep. You know, and we see we we see uh, Maria Rambo coming back together after being being snapped out of existence by Thanos. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool little way that they kind of hinted that oh, this is post snap before actually showing all of it. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. Like I saw that, I'm like, what? What is she? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> she's coming back from the snap I yeah I did the exact same thing and you know it was funny that they, 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 they used that gag uh, for comedic effect in, in Spider-Man and they did it really really well in, in Far From Home <laughs> um, but but dropping uh, dropping her in, in the hospital where she had been sitting with her mother during, during cancer after cancer surgery and stuff like that I mean so much more heartbreaking like it, it really showed like the, the, the kind of harshness of, of that Marvel Cinematic Universe sometimes, you know? Yeah, kind of the, the part that they rarely put a focus on, but is always there. Yeah, and, and I mean, as she's as she's kind of like walking to the hospital and more and more people are, are, are reappearing and, and people are freaking out. I mean, like, I thought that was a, a pretty pretty tense scene. You know, as yeah. everyone in the hospital is freaking out because people are just magically showing up again. So all of a sudden, uh, this hospital that was probably close to capacity at the beginning was overflowing with patients. Yeah. And patients who had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, for them it was just minutes ago. Yeah, and then, you know, as, you know, so so Monica's back and we get we get a, a more formal introduction to Sword. Yep. We reconnect with uh with Darcy, Agent Jimmy Woo. Yep. So much fun. <laughs> I love it. Just someone from everywhere, right? Yeah, it, it's so great. And you know, there, there's so many like little moments in that episode in episode four that make me so happy yeah same uh from a from a technical aspect at or from, excuse me from a, from a tec- <laughs> technical aspect uh i should mention i loved especially they, they did it in 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 the the other episodes as well but oh. it was used to maximum effect in episode four 
with the shifting aspect ratio from when it would go to to widescreen to pan scan to yeah. the whole thing to like kind of like let you know where you are. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I just got the different aspect ratio. That was a pretty cool touch. I liked it. too. I love that so so much. Uh, from a technical aspect, but uh, from from the story aspect, from the character aspect, I mean, I, I just love that when we inter- when we reconnect with Jimmy Woo, all of a sudden he's got the he's got the sleight of hand magic down. He just breaks <laughs> that card flick. out. Yeah, the flick. He's got the flick down. He was trying to learn that with in in Ant Man. Now he knows it. Oh, that's such a cool callback. <laughs> <laughs> such a cool callback. There's and like there's a, a lot of fun little things like that in 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 this in this episode where we're kind of reconnecting with these characters and it's, you got to remember like the Marvel cinematic universe jumped five years in Endgame. Yeah, that's true. And that sometimes you forget that. Cause I mean, you're like, Oh yeah, it did do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A lot has changed, but you know, it's just such a weird mind trip to think that all that had passed, you know? Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed uh, reconnecting with, with the Darcy character. I forgot how funny she was in those Thor movies. <laughs> and and, and yeah. Kat Dannings is is is, is uh, I'm gonna say Kat Dannings is, is a national treasure. She's I think she's funny <laughs> as hell. Yeah, she definitely like nails that part. Yeah, and I I love how she becomes like she becomes like super invested in in the vision sh- vision one vision show. Yeah, <laughs> you know she's like crying during the birth of the twins and <laughs> you know the whole the whole the whole thing as they're as they're trying to figure out and crack the code. Yeah, you know, I was kind of like looking at that scene wondering, are there some people right now actually like this? Like that have just been watching it to the same level of immersion? I'm like, because that's, that's something else. <laughs> well, and it, it's pretty wild as well that it seems that we are only watching, you know, we're getting like our, our, our ep- one episode in the 50s, one episode in the 60s, one episode in the, in the 70s, you know, uh-huh. right now. But it seems like there are many, many more episodes that they're all getting to see as they as they kind of observe what's happening in in Westview there in New Jersey. Oh yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, that was sort of an interesting illusion and so she's sort of like me kind of doing like the I guess it's like the like I I I'll I'll call it binging, but it, you know <laughs> I you don't you don't think of someone binging a 50s sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could now, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's basically, she's parked there watching every episode, looking for for clues and evidence, and she starts to detect the blips, and yeah, all, all all the good stuff, all the good stuff. Um, it, I I know we're not going into like super super deep details, but I mean, what do you think's going on? Is Wanda the big bad of her own show? Do you know that's that's kind of what it's pointing to? So I feel like there's going to be a twist, but. I don't know, just from, I mean, she's the only one that has the power to do that. So unless she's being mind controlled by something else, but I don't know, it just seems very roundabout way of doing it. But no, definitely she she's pulling the strings somehow, but uh, her intentions are what I'm not sure of. Yeah, I, yeah I, like I said, I, or like you said, I don't think it can be as obvious as it's being portrayed. Yeah. I, like, I can, I mean... I, I can't I can't remember a Marvel film that went like paint by numbers where I knew every step of it without being surprised at some point. Sure. And and I suspect we're gonna we're gonna get those those twists. Like they should be coming. Word is episode five this week is gonna be bonkers. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? But I, I this again. This is a mystery box show. It's packed with with uh, with clues and red herrings and and you know. And things that are intentionally designed designed to distract us or to cause us to be 
to focus on one thing while they do something when we're not looking. There's a lot of kind of like magician tricks going on in the show for sure. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Yeah, even literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can't be all surface like it like it appears to be. Uh-huh. You know, I, I would be I would be rather surprised if it's just Wanda's doing this and that's that's how the multiverse cracks and blah 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 and then Doctor Strange and all this other stuff. Like, there's got to be more to it than that. I suspect. Yeah, because I mean. Magic is kind of not the same thing in the Marvel Universe as it is in DC. You know, it's definitely the the way they portray like the mystical arts and everything is much different. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it would be kind of interesting to see like if there was some you know sort of magic user kind of manipulating her into doing all this. You know, maybe that the uh, the the magician episodes were allusions to that. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be, it'd be cool to see. And I mean, and this is a show packed with all kinds of crazy Easter eggs and and, and and stuff like that. And I mean, you could go. I mean, and there are like entire websites and and you know subreddits dedicated to every obscure piece of of, of, <laughs> of minutia that you can find on the show. And uh, sure, you know, you you could drive yourself crazy trying trying to like you know unlock the the mystery box that is the show. Yeah. I'd rather just watch it personally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I'm not even trying to think of what's going to happen. I'm just really curious. Yeah. I mean, part of me also wonders it. I, I mean, in multiple episodes that we, we've had allusions to Hydra. Yeah, that's also true. Could Hydra be a factor in this too? I think they have to be. It doesn't make sense for it not to, but it, it's kind of weird because it almost is like the, the subconscious thing that makes you think maybe she is being mind controlled by Hydra somehow, because it's like, it's always during the commercials that you see the references to Hydra. And, you know, if you think of like TV with commercials, the commercials were always the subliminal advertisement, you know, that's mm-hmm. just constantly going and it gets stuck in your head kind of thing. So it, it's maybe, maybe putting pointing in that direction that it's kind of in her subconscious, like commercials are in between, what's actually happening. Yeah. My, my thought was that if they're going, if, if Hydra is involved, uh, with, 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 uh, with Wanda's, uh, you know, warp bubble pocket dimension, alternate reality thing, uh, yeah. that I, I, I sort of wondered if maybe they are just, they, they, they sort of enabling her and poking and prodding her with the intention of her cracking, you know, reality. Yeah. Uh, so that they can maybe rise again, sort of situation. Because like Hydra's pretty neutered at this point in the Marvel universe. This is true. There's not much going for him anymore. Yeah, but we don't know. You know, there's plenty of crazy mad Hydra scientists laying around in the Marvel universe. They could put in the show. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, but now granted, they they like I said, there's a lot of distraction in the show too. I mean, uh, I was not alone in thinking that AIM might be a big part of the show when we saw the guy in the beekeeper suit pop out of the sewer. Uh-huh. They, they seem to have debunked that one from us. Yeah, yeah, definitely seems completely unrelated. It does, but who knows? Like I said, there's going to be some curveballs coming our way, Raj. I really hope so, because everything that they've curved so far has been pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I think episode four was it was a big, uh, big, big, uh, big episode as far as as pulling back, and and I also think now we have uh, some other characters to connect with. I mean, yes, we, yeah. we, we care about Wanda and Vision, uh, but reconnecting with, with Agent Wu and Darcy and, and uh, meeting uh, Monica Rambeau and 
now we have like a like actual characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Who we want to see succeed and figure out what's going on. So yeah, I, yeah. I hope we don't pull back from that storyline too much because I, you know, I suspect we're going to go back into the sitcom world here next. Yeah, week. just from the judging by the trailer, sure. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we haven't seen everything yet because they're obviously they still have to do the '80s and '90s episodes at least, and the, maybe there's an early aught episode in there somewhere too. Yeah, maybe. But I hope they'll use that aspect ratio trick. And we'll start, we'll start kind of going in and out maybe more often. Yeah, kind of just like a, a flash side-by-side -side kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and we also can't uh, discount uh, uh, the, the the Agnes character, huh. who seems to know a little bit more than she may be letting on. And is like, I think she was like the one character who they didn't have her driver's license pinned to that wall. Uh-huh. Now the rumors, the rumor, the rumors are, are obviously rampant on the internet that she's Agatha Harkness, who uh, has a connection in the comic books to Pietro, P, uh, Pietro, and 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 Wanda. Huh. But but that could be a misdirect too. I don't, you know, I I trust nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's all speculation right here. So no, but if you, if you if anyone listening to the show has an amazing WandaVision theory, uh, please hit us up and let us know. So we can we can discuss it on the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to hear what what's going on in people's heads. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely will. Yeah, I mean this 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 with with this past week's episode, I really feel like the show has uh, ramped up its stakes and 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 uh, allowed us as watch as an audience to kind of connect more to, you know, we want to connect to that Marvel Marvel universe. Now yeah. we have now we have our characters to do it with. Yeah, definitely. It's good to have him back. <laughs> and uh, how how haunting was it to see the when, when Wanda sees the dead vision? Oh, dude, yeah, that was pretty creepy. Yeah, I was like, like yeah. This show's this show has definitely has like some dark moments to it, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm on Disney Plus. This is weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Like I said, I I don't know if I have much more to say than I'm really excited. I, I'm definitely all in. And I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, same here, dude. It's uh, definitely, it took a little bit to get there, but as soon as episode four hits, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, don't be surprised if you and I have to do like an emergency podcast to talk about episode five. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> you know, like this might be a more regular occurrence now from, from here on out as, we, as maybe we break these down on a little bit more of a weekly basis. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's one division. I think. I yeah. You have anything else to say about the show? Um, no. I mean, just uh, like I said, episode four really. There was like a lot of really cool, clever things in there, and uh, actually, you know, looking forward to kind of going over that and seeing, uh, combing over the videos, saying, uh, you know, what uh, Easter eggs I might have missed or something. Definitely. So yeah, it it was a cool episode. I really enjoyed it. All right, Roger. I think that's it, man. I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. Are you are you are you you're feeling good? You get everything off your chest. You want to sound yeah, off I about it? So, yeah, we, we talked we talked the hits this week. I think uh, definitely a lot of fun ones to go over, though. Yeah, yeah, and we spent more time on the news than I thought we would, but that's okay. No problem there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, one division. It's it's all consuming. It's all everything. <laughs> definitely and 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 i just kind of want, want to remind people out there i mean this is this is like the tip of the marvel iceberg that's headed our way because you know we're going to go from wandavision to falcon winter soldier to loki oh. and and you know hopefully by the time loki wraps up you know maybe we're in a better position to go see black widow at some point 
Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and then and then we can be fully emerged in the Marvel Cinematic Universe once again. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh, oh, what a dream it will be. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that Black Widow movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, we were getting all geared up for that, and then, then the pandemic struck, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely took us off that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Roger, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Good to have you back on the show. Yeah, um, always, dude. Man, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to be back really soon talking about more WandaVision, more Marvel stuff, uh, you know, more everything. We are we are here for the pulse of pop culture. Yes, that's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, my friend, I will talk to you very soon. Take it easy, bud. All right, later. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Hey, all right, welcome back. That was the conversation. I hope you guys, 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 I keep saying guys. I hope you guys and gals and everyone listening to the show had a great time today. I hope we were able to cover uh, insufficient amounts of, of seriousness and humor. Some of the some of the latest in the news for pop culture and entertainment. Uh, we were able to get Roger's opinion on Wonder Woman 84, finally, which was nice. And then, uh, you know, a lot of monster talk. Some good monster talk. And obviously WandaVision, a big, big focus of the show uh, this week. And rightly so. You know, we, you know, I, I mentioned it before, it was a little bit of a struggle to try and figure out how to review those first two, three episodes of, of the show. So I, I wanted to wait until we kind of had like the Game Changer episode. And uh, this is the one where they, they kind of pulled back. We we're reintroduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We catch up with Monica Rambeau, uh, who's very different from the last time we saw her in Captain Marvel. But we get hints of what, what her mom was up to, the, the, how the formation of, of S.W.O.R.D., uh, we get a little bit of a, of like what was going on with them at the at the moment of the blip, post blip for Monica. Uh, just really really good stuff. Uh, the, this this past week's episode of the show I thought was wonderful. Again, love catching up with with Randall Park, uh, his agent uh, Jimmy Woo character, and uh, uh, the great Cat Dannings uh, back as Darcy. Uh, she hasn't said meow meow yet, but maybe we'll get some meow meow uh, next week. Who knows? You know, it's always time to talk about meow meow, and hopefully you know what I'm saying when you when when I say that. You've all seen Thor. Come on. Anyways, that is that is this week's episode of the Tomcast Popcast, a.k.a. Popcast. So <laughs> thank you. I want to thank you all so much for listening again. Remember, we are on social media. We're at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the show on all your favorite platforms. Those include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many, many, many more. If you are an Apple podcast, uh, if you take the time to write us a five-star review, that is uh, that is sweet, sweet gold in our pockets, and we love it. So write us a review. Give us those five stars. They help get the word out about what we're doing here on the show, the, the level of entertainment we are providing for all you wonderful listeners. Uh, and I want to thank, once again, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you will gain access to amazing bonus content. So thank you to the current Patreons. V! Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast that I dig very, very much. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the evil circles. The Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Oh, and don't forget our newest Patreons, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing, right here in lovely, lovely San Diego, California. Hey, that's where we do the podcast. And if you get a chance, by the way, we are a official podcast of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. Head over to 3BZ.com. 
you will find links to all the shows on the network. That includes Beer Night in San Diego, another show that I am on occasionally, the Tomcast Popcast, and our Star Wars-focused podcast, our Mandalorian-focused podcast, MandoVision. Those are good, good, fun shows that uh, I'm on. And <laughs> I just podcast all day long. That's all I do. I just make podcasts. You'll also find a link to our store Envy page where you can order some sweet, sweet merch that helps uh, that helps uh, support the shows. And uh, a lot of it has pictures of my face. So apologies in advance if you order a shirt. All right. Thanks to Roger for joining me today. Thank you all so much for taking the time to, to listen to the show. And, uh, you know, I guess if you want, you can unbuckle your seatbelts now. That's fine. All right. So for the TomCast podcast, my name is Tom. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.